Hi, my name's Kramer, and I am proud to admit that I am a mama's boy. You're not just any mama's boy. You're a certified mama's boy. And this is the Certified Mama's Boy Podcast. What is your purpose? Like, what are you doing? Why are you on this planet? What are you supposed to be doing, right? Uh, well, I can tell you that my guest today he was told to go be a doctor and actually had planned that route because that's what he was told to do. But after realizing his purpose was to make people smile uh, with like an off chance opportunity, he turned into one of the most famous radio personalities in San Diego. And so maybe he can kind of guide you and give you some motivation. If you're heading in one direction, I don't know why you can't pivot today and truly find your purpose. And that's what we're going to talk about today on the Certified Mama's Boy podcast. Hi, welcome. Episode number 20 in the twos now. Uh, my name is Steve Kramer, and I created this podcast because when I was going through my divorce, my mom used to send me these really motivational text messages. And one day I decided to post one of them online and it went viral. People loved it. So every day after that, I did it and it meant a lot to people. So then when I lost my radio job, I decided to start a podcast with her. Uh, before we get to my mom, I got to tell you, it has been a hell of a day. It has. And I want to teach you a lesson really quick that I taught to my radio cohorts that they really enjoyed. And, and maybe this can mean something to you too. Every day can't be a home run. It can't be. It's absolutely impossible, right? You can't bat a thousand. It's just not possible for you to do. But we all have that expectation that everything's going to be perfect. It should be every day. And if it's not, then what's wrong with us? I had a phrase when I was in radio that some days we would have thrive shows and someday we would have survive shows and thrive shows. Man, we walk in there, all be in a good mood, have great content, knock it out of the park. Some days it's going to be a base hit and we're just going to go on and we may not be funny. We may be tired that day. We may not, you know, be killing it, but you got to have both days and you got to be able to say like, okay, this is going to be a survive day. Let's just get in here and do it. I'll give you my story for today. So I come in here and I sit down to record this podcast and I uh, get in front of the computer and it won't turn on. Well, it will, but it goes to this like auto repair thing and it just sits in this loop and it won't go anywhere. I tried so many different ways to fix it and I turn it off, turn it on, wait for it. It's just the same thing. And it eventually went to like a black screen. So let me just point the painfully obvious part out is I lost everything. Like I don't have any of our, our music. I don't have any of our voiceovers. I don't have any of our sound effects. I don't have any of our previous episodes and nothing. I lost it all. Okay. Uh, so that's fine. It's, it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's, it's, it's frustrating, but I made a commitment that I was going to do this every single day for 30 days. And so I, uh, get, went to bestbuy.com, ordered a new laptop, went and picked it up. Uh, push back my mom till about four, no, till about six thirty our time, which is nine thirty her time, and then I pushed our guest back till about eight thirty or nine, and we talked for like two hours. Here's the perp. Uh, here's the the moral of the story. It's a little before one o'clock right now in the morning, and this episode comes out at two a.m. So today is going to be a little a little sloppy, uh, but I did it. It's a survive show. It's a survive show. It's one that I committed to doing and I'm going to do it. It's just, I don't even know if I have the right music or the voiceover or anything by the time this thing is said and done, but it, I'm also okay with it. Like I'm okay. Uh, damn it. This cost me a thousand more dollars to get this laptop. It's fine. It's fine. 
It's fine. Everything's fine. It's a survive show. With that said, welcome if you're brand new. I love it if you subscribe. Don't rate this one unless it's five stars. If it's even less than five, I don't want to see like it was sloppy today. Okay, I get it. Anyway, hi, mom. Hi, honey. Um, So we were just talking before we came on here about your trip out in public today, which is always <laughs> weird. <laughs> no matter where you're going, what you're Strange. doing, it's hard to like get outside and do anything and not feel like a complete, you know, zombie takeover. But I went to recycling. And then I went into the hardware store. And I'd also heard that Goodwill was not taking donations. But when I drove by it today, there were eight cars lined up at the donation area. So now you need to know that my mom loves Goodwill. Like, <laughs> there's nothing better for her to do. Like, when we go, when I go back to Georgia to visit, that's usually what we do, right? We go to Goodwill. And what are the other places called? So I like to go to the uh, g- local Goodwill and one in Cumming. I like to go to the Humane Society thrift store. That may be my favorite. And I go to an antique store called Soul Sisters. That's really a lot of fun, too. You know, I never had gone into a Goodwill until I retired and moved here. But now it's like your favorite thing. I know. See how life changes? I used to get all of my homecoming suits from Goodwill. <laughs> and so I'd go get these suits for like $10 or whatever. And then I'd have them um, upholstered, which would then cost about $200. So really I was like probably losing money in buying uh, these, buying these suits. I could go buy. They were actually tailored to me for probably 150 bucks or whatever it was, you know, you had them upholstered. You mean you I mean, had them. <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> It's that's late for you, us. That's what you do to furniture. <laughs> What's the word? I don't think uh, you upholstered like, yourself. Upholstered? And it's yeah. Altered. Altered, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alterations, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound right coming out. So I should mention that we're doing this podcast a lot later than usual. Uh, yes. Right now it's 6.35 my time, p.m. It's uh, 9.35 your time, p.m. Right. Uh, so I don't know how this is going to go. We'll see. I'm already tired. <laughs> Um, I had an unexpected turn today, and I guess that's the story of my life. When I die, that's going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> the unexpected turn. <laughs> it took um, an unexpected turn. Yeah, I uh, I woke up I woke up this morning, or I came in here this uh, around noon today to start working, and my laptop just wouldn't turn on, oh. and it sucks because now we've kind of lost a lot of stuff that we've already done. Um, so. Mm. We'll see how we'll see how this goes. The intro. I don't even have to find the intro music anymore. I have to go back and recut your your intros. And so I don't even know. This podcast might be a little janky today. But you know, <laughs> I did feel I felt good about it though, because I, you know, I've been using that um that act method that I talked about, I think in podcast three or four, like the just the acceptance model, right? Uh-huh. So I walk in here and I'm like, well shit. Like my my laptop's not working. Usually I like go into like a tailspin of like, well, uh, uh, why shouldn't it work? I'm out of work right now. I don't want to go spend the money, Uh, which is all still true. But (laughs) I, I was just like, well, I mean, it is, it's just the acceptance of like, well, it is broken. Like there's nothing I can do. I mean, I can try to get this, this seven year old computer repaired. Oh gosh. I've really been like struggling trying to get this thing to work even every day. Every time I call my mom, I have to uh, restart my computer before we do every single episode. And even then by the end of it, It'll usually freeze up on me at least once a week. So Mm -mm. it was probably time, but still just, 
It is what it is. And now you have a new computer and this is the last show of the week and you'll have plenty of time to work on it and get it all set up. So if this show Mm. is bad, forgive us. We'll do better next week. Do you want to talk about your brain stuff or no? Do you want to do a quote or what do you want to do here? (laughs) I want to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I bet. No, I I was uh, just saying before we came on the air that I had listened to a really great podcast today um, on Broken Brain, which you all aren't familiar with that. Look it up. It's a podcast by Drew Purewitt. Basically, um, the, the story goes that he had a traumatic brain injury as a child, and um, he was labeled by... Uh, a teacher as the kid with the broken brain that set him back for most of his school years because he was labeled by someone and it limited all of his potential. Mm. And now he's, you know, an outstanding author and he speaks to corporations and people all over the world and he's just done really well for himself. But Um, It's just, you know, it's a reminder about how powerful words are, especially to children, that we we internalize those and and hold them as our truth. Um, And also about negative self-talk, how we need to change our our negative self-talk and our brain to positive um, affirmations because our brain really controls everything that we do. Um, so it's fascinating. It's fascinating. If it wasn't so late, I could probably go into it a no. little bit more. But well, It kind of goes back to episode uh, 19. I think this is episode 20 now. Uh, it goes back to episode 19, the one from yesterday, mm-hmm. um, which I had never told you that story about what actually happened in Costa Rica. So what are your thoughts after hearing that story? Oh, my goodness. I mean, I knew that something amazing had happened there, but we had not talked about it. And... I'm just so thrilled that you had that breakthrough. Breath work is very powerful. Yeah, it's weird. It's really, it was a bizarre process. I mean, it takes you right to your subconscious, you know, um, and it sounds like you had a really good facilitator to to lead you through that. And that's that's very important too. Um, But yes, I I was so thrilled that you had that breakthrough to be able to recognize the the stories you'd been telling yourself right all your life and not only that but then to see the truth of your worth to see the value of you so that now you can get rid of those voices right I mean you are you and that's what I love about this podcast is that you can totally be who you are and you know that was my uh, big concern about you being on radio was that you couldn't truly be who you were. You had to be what people expected you to be. Right. Um, and, you know, that's a bad place because um, we're all wonderfully and marvelously made and uh, we are nothing better than when we are our true selves. So right. it reminded me of um, Marianne Williamson's poem, that I could read if you wanted me to. And it really, it really applies 
to what we're talking about right now. And I was reminded of it today listening to that podcast. But it's our deepest fear. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we light our own and as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I love that. So what do you take from that? Well, I take from that that, you know, God has um, great things intended for each of us and that we just have to discover those that greatness in ourselves so that we can be our best selves, not only for ourselves, but for everyone else as well that we are all created in the image of God and that's beautiful and wonderful and perfect in every way. So our episode today is called Purpose Not on Purpose. And we're going to talk to a guy here in a couple of minutes who became very successful, not as the doctor that he planned on being, but by like finding his purpose and like chasing his purpose and like letting life kind of guide him mm-hmm. to where he was supposed to be. And I've always kind of known where my purpose is. I feel like I've followed this path, but a lot of people... Like my ex-wife was one of them, like really have no idea where to even start or go with their life. Mm. What do you have to say about that? Well, I think that you're very lucky in in that respect because you have known what you wanted to do um, forever. And I, and I think that unfortunately most people don't ever realize their full potential. Um, and I, you know, perhaps that's because there's not enough self-awareness self-awareness, well, they're not in tuned to who they are, to who they really are. They don't take the time to get to know themselves, to get to know what they're about and what they want to do and, you know, who they're meant to be. And that, you know, that takes a lot of time. And, and you know, in our busy lives, we just run from one thing to the next and we never stop to think about it, about you know, our passion. And Jim Quick said today that um, passion's what lights lights us up. And our purpose is what lights other people up. And hopefully today's episode will kind of show you one story of how you can do that by just listening to yourself. Don't listen to the other people around you or what people have told you in the past. Maybe his story is going to inspire you here in a couple of minutes. Okay, Mom, I know it's getting late, so you can go to bed. Um, okay, it is. Do Are you going to do a Sunday show? I will. 
so let me give a plug for my mom's five minute pep talk that we do on Sundays. Hopefully every Sunday is, um, if you come check out the podcast page on Sunday, you'll find a five minute pep talk where she is just going to get you set up mentally for the week. And right now it's kind of weird because not everyone's going to work and doing their normal schedule, but hopefully when you are in your normal schedule, you will be able to like when the Sunday scary start to creep in, you know, Sunday night and you're like, Oh, I don't want to go back into the week. Hopefully she got some words to like get you ready and pumped up. So that's going to be on Sundays. Okay, now go to bed. I love you. I love you forever. Okay, I call this one Purpose on Purpose. And uh, I came up with that name because I feel like a lot of people are kind of floating through life. And maybe this is a good place to stop down when we are in quarantine to think about this kind of stuff. We're floating through life because you are headed in one direction that may not be your purpose or where you want to go with your life. And then I'm going to question you by the end of this episode of like, why not? What is stopping you? What is scaring you? Why aren't you heading in that certain direction? And hopefully my guest today can show you that no matter what direction you are headed, you can stop your life and repurpose anytime. Uh, He is arguably one of the most famous radio DJs in San Diego. Has been here for many, many years now. I'm honored to call him a friend of mine. His name is Hula. Uh, also not your real name, I'm assuming. No, not um, my real name. The, um, <laughs> no one's real. You know, it's funny. I, I, The further I get away from radio, the harder it is for me to call people by their radio names. I had to talk to a guy uh, a couple of days ago whose radio name was JoJo. And when you're not in the business, it almost feels ridiculous to call a grown man by a radio <laughs> name. You know, like, it's hey, exactly. JoJo. JoJo. Hey, JoJo. Get over here. It just yeah, doesn't feel, it feels weird. So like when I started back in 2000 and uh, I was one of those people who, okay, you know, grew up here in San Diego, born and raised. And I decided I needed to, I was in a big city. I needed to figure out who the heck I was. So I actually dropped out of college because my parents were like, oh, you're going to be a doctor. And I was like, oh, heck no. Um, after wow. a year. Yeah. Like, so I so went wait, to Their expectations were that high? I was at Cal State Long Beach. And I was going to, I was in the med, going to be a doctor. I was going to be a, a obstetrician gynecologist, believe it or not. No, shut your mouth. Yes, yes, that was my, that was my plan. That was well, it wasn't my you plan. You really should have listened to your mom. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. In retrospect, dang it, I should have listened. But I ended up going it's to school. Recession proof. Those gynecologists. I know them doctors, man. Oh, uh, so stupid. So stupid. God. So as soon as I went through one year of college and did the anatomy, physiology, I dissected a cadaver, all that stuff. Yeah. I was like, this is my parents' dream. This is not my dream. So I took my stuff, took my car, and I literally did like a, what I call my Forrest Gump trip. And I traveled all over the West Coast of the United States. You know how people like leave and go to high or leave graduate high school and then they'll go to like Europe and they'll go backpacking on the mountains and figure who they are. I did that in the United States on the West coast. So I went to like Washington. Good for you. I went to Idaho where people are like, what kind of person are you? Like, who the <laughs> heck are you? are you? <laughs> yeah. What are you a na- native American? And I was like, not even close. And I went to Colorado. Now we should, we should also preface that too, because uh, you are Filipino. So in case you don't yes. know, yes. Uh, in case you that can't probably makes a lot more sense. Masculine <laughs> voice and my, yeah. my Filipino accents. I am Filipino descent. For those of you that don't know, those are the people from the Philippines that talk like this a lot at the time. You know, you probably heard of a guy named Manny Pacquiao. He's probably the most famous 
Filipino, you know? And so I am discover I milked cows. I was a manny before it was even cool. Um, I lived in Utah for a while and rode four wheelers wow. and I did the whole country thing. That's when I fell in love with country music, believe it or not. I ended up taking this trip and just discovering who the heck I was. The ocean called me back to San Diego as most people figure themselves out. They go back home. I ended up going home and I ended up landing into the back in college and had to take an internship. And I decided, Hey, I'll do a radio ship, a radio station internship. And that's when I ended up at channel 933 in 2000. And, and that was, I was just, was that, did that come out of nowhere for you? It came out of nowhere. Like literally just, I was, Oh, a radio station. Like no interest, no like passion, no nothing. You were just like, okay, that sounds fun. Exactly. No passion, wow. no, no interest. Didn't even know there was a possibility for me. And I was 26 years old when I started radio. That's old for that a lot is of people. Old. I know. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, you're really spoiled in a sense. The fact that you got to come up in such a cool market and the fact that you were literally just an intern and then became so super <laughs> successful. Now, Hula's had a very long career here in San Diego. So you, oh, yeah. It was what year? 19 years. So I started in 2000. When AJ came in, he said, hey, I need an intern to help, uh, you know, on the morning show and my schedule was open. And so I totally was like, I'll do it. And ever since that moment, uh, I never looked back in 2000. Wow. Yeah, so really crazy. everything kind of lined up for you timing wise, just perfectly. Absolutely. I was at the right, I would say I was the right place at the right time. Yeah, I like because my radio career has been quite different where I've literally been pretty strategic about every move that I've tried to make, right? Like I went to a small market uh, and then built my radio career and then I kind of moved around trying to find like the right fit. Like you, you were just kind of like, this sounds fun. And then you end <coughs> up on, I would, I would arguably say the most successful running show. I mean, DSC was pretty good. Yeah, um, and Jeff and Chair. And Jeff, Jeff and, and Jer, Jer, okay. Yeah. So the third the third biggest show in San Diego, is that fair to say? I thank you. I, I would I would love to say that. I'm a little biased, yeah. but um I, I I'd so. say during our heyday of being there, what, two thousand one through two thousand nine, um, we were there on channel. I mean, it was a great run. I mean, I definitely saw yeah. the difference from, you know, being some kid from San Diego and then two years later while being on the radio, noticing that, oh crap shit, people are recognizing me in the grocery store as I'm looking at toilet paper. This is the weirdest thing. <laughs> and, right. you know, it was like the, it was, it was a, a kind of a, because I was a, such a late bloomer, it was like kind of an awesome feeling like, oh, I'm getting noticed nowadays. I no longer am like that chunky friend. I'm not the duff of my crew. I'm <laughs> like the guy everybody's looking at and going, hey, I know who you are. You're pretty funny, you know. So it was you know, cool. I, I say that about every radio person, and I'll ask you that same question of like, what was it? I feel like everyone who does radio needs that extra sense of attention mm -hmm. and admit it or not. There's some people that like never admit it. Right. Right. Um, Gina swears that she is the only person that doesn't need it, but I still am here to argue that there's gotta be some part of her because why would you, why else do you go sit in a room and right. just want to talk to yourself pretty much or you in three people and the weirdest job ever. I mean, so what do you think it was that you gained? What drew you to that? Uh, the radio business? I was kind of, um, I didn't have a, a lot of confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. uh, that makes sense. Cause I was always like the chubby guy. Um, just hated my body, you know, na natural things that you would think when you're chubby. 
And sure. so that's why my personality was so big because I covered it up by just being personable and out there. Well, within two years of seeing all this spotlight, you know, being on the radio, it kind of, I'd say, positively helped me increase my confidence to talk to people and and women and and to put myself sure. out there and and to make fun of myself because I was so, you know, as much as I was a very I'd say, um, talkative person, I was, you know, you're shy at times. Um, but I think the confidence is definitely something I gained. And yeah, the spotlight thing, like I love Gina death. Don't get me wrong. I've worked with her before and she was in, even in my wedding. Gina knows like, yeah, she was in my wedding. She was, she was, Mm -hmm. she put the veil over me, over me and my wife, but, um, Mm -hmm. she, you, you you like the attention. I mean, I, I, there's whether no, it's good I, or bad. There's you something like it. I'm telling you, and that goes for any type of entertainer. I always say my saddest friends are my comedians. Like that's exactly right. what they do. And I, right. I, I like like those are the, the if you actually meet a comedian in real life, like the one you may love. I always say they're the saddest, loneliest human beings uh, on the face of the planet. It's something we just, we're just drawn to to yeah. like play this other persona. And I've talked about that plenty on this podcast about how that's what, you know, drew me into it was like this, not liking who I was, but then being able to like come somebody else. But especially for you coming from a, I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> to now, <laughs> I'm a sidekick on a, a yuck, yuck radio show. I mean, that's a, that's a weird transition. How, I mean, how did your parents feel when they wanted you to be a doctor? And now here you are, you know, this, this, Wacky guy on the radio. Oh, trust me. Uh, early on, they were like, okay, wait. You you don't want to be a doctor anymore. You don't want to make <laughs> millions of dollars. You want to you want to live in a shack and and basically talk to people on the radio about your life. And why are you sharing your life to all these people? Like, who cares? Right. No one cares about you. And so th- they were angry. <laughs> like, I kid you not, the angriest Filipinos you would ever meet. And after a while, when their friends started going, oh, wait, your son's hula? And they started getting the attention themselves. Like, oh, they that, that became the conversation piece. Like, oh, meet, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Ramos. Oh, yeah, their son is hula. Oh, yeah. You know, they would immediately use my name as like a weigh-in. That it means something. Yeah. Yeah. So it meant something yeah. finally after a while. And I think it's not necessarily maybe we don't like the – I think that like, you know, with people who do like actors and actresses and people who are in the theater – I think what we like is the applause. I mean, for us, it's oh, totally the joy of making people laugh, smile, cry, all that stuff. And it, maybe it's not an ego stroking thing, but more of like, hey, I made that person smile today. So that's right. You know, I see that too. I mean, maybe that's their thing. That's why a lot of radio people are like, oh, no, I don't like the attention. But they do like the fact that there's an intention to make people smile or laugh or, you know, that's, have feelings. That's probably true. That's probably yeah. true. And that took me a long time to digest because it's kind of hard to admit <laughs> that like, <laughs> hey, I'm doing this because really kind of seriously, I don't really like who I am, but I've got to become somebody else. And so uh, now I can become this other persona. And that's, I mean, that's right. a hard pill to swallow at first, right? Right. You can make um, yourself a character and and, and not yep. feel like you're really getting, if your ego gets blown, you know, you're, you're the character, you, you kind of go, yeah, well, that's right. that person. They don't know the real me. Let's talk about let's talk about the business. I feel like with you, you have been pretty perseverance, perseverance, perseverant, uh, perseverant. Perse- <laughs> you persevered a lot. Yes, I've gone through <laughs> a lot. That. 
Because you have, let me kind of walk through your career here. So yeah. you were on Channel 933, right? Same station I was on. Yep. Um, then you got moved to yes. Star 94.1. Yep, AJ in the morning. Uh, That's it. Yep. Did, did you then, did you quit or did you get fired before you went over to, um, uh, was it well, AMP? Not AMP. Was it AMP? Energy. Energy. Energy, energy right. Yeah. Um, I quit. I quit. I was... I, you know, trust is a big thing with me. Loyalty is a big thing. And when AJ basically was told, hey, you're, we're pulling you from Star. And he was like, okay. And he called me up and he's like, they're pulling me from Star. Do you want to jump with me? We're going to a new station. And I was like, sure. I mean, I'm having a baby in less than three months, but sure, I'll jump. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like literally May of 2012 uh, is when I left. June, July. My daughter was born in August of 2012. So then so I went from you there. were there. Uh-huh, for and like then, a year or two years. Yeah, that, the station wasn't – how long was that station on? Um, I want to say three years. Okay, not they didn't give long. it a very long time. No, not even So close, they yeah. flipped that radio station, um, and then uh, – I got were you laid guys off. out? Dorothy and I – Dorothy, who you hear on Kixie now, she and I got laid off. And then you uh, – is AJ – was AJ still there? AJ was still there with Tanya. So it was AJ. Oh, that's Tanya. right. I forgot. So they shift. That's right. So they shifted. They basically mm -hmm. like, like got rid of half the show is what they well, did. And, and this is because, and I, I, I feel free to say this and I don't care if, you know, some higher ups are listening cause I'm not employed. So it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's because a uh, general manager at the time wanted to, it was the, the merge was happening between CBS and Intercom. Sure. And they wanted to say, we can cut costs. And so that's, I was a number and I was the first time I got blown out and I was devastated. And so, yeah, that was, I literally came back from a Disney cruise. And then the day I was supposed to come back in, AJ's like, you're being let go. God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, sweet. Thanks. That's awesome. Um, I am then uh, blown out in February and then I, I jumped back in in May, but here's the, the caveat. I jumped in to weekends on KSON. Now, going from a morning show right. to doing weekends, let me explain what that would be like for another profession. That would be like if you went from being uh, like uh, the CEO to being like a uh, like a teller at a bank. You know what I mean? Like the president of the bank to like a teller right. at a bank, pretty much. You know, right, um, right, right. Which right. really did was that was that difficult for you to make that transition? I mean, you're fucking hula, man. I mean, come on, <laughs> people stop you buying toilet paper. Like this is a big right, deal, right? No, you know what? It wasn't because uh, at the, that point I was on my own and I was able to do everything on my terms. If that makes sense, like mm -hmm. I didn't have to ask AJ um, or anybody else on the show. Like what? It was all on me. I was able to talk on the air about what I wanted to talk about. I was able to post blogs on what I wanted to post blogs on. So for me, it was almost like a, whoa, this is a step up. You you get to control your own destiny. And plus, I loved country music and all those country concerts. Um, I'm at KSON through till July. So okay. three months. Three, three months, yeah. Okay. Um, and then I ended up back with AJ on Kixie. We go from July to 1st of February, so another five <laughs> months, four months. So then I go to Sunny. So, so yeah. you, you got blown out, I think, a week after I did, right? Uh, yeah, it was. I think they timed it out perfectly, so it was all like one big massive uh, murder for all the radio stations. Because you guys were so I got 
Right. So I got let go. Um, it was a Wednesday, the 15th, 16th, something like that. Right. And then, you know, you were really nice to reach out and, and, uh, yeah. you know, send your, your thoughts and all that it was really nice. I care and then, about you. Yeah. I think, did we, we didn't meet up yet though. Um, no. so I was like really bad at first. I was like in a really bad place. I was kind of like, okay, I'm going to like lay back. And then it was literally maybe the next week that you got let go. Yeah. Wednesday, the 22nd of January. I remember it as Lord. fresh as I can. Yeah. Literally a week and, later. And he, I mean, it was, I remember your text. It was like, well, guess who else just got fired? And I was like, no fucking way. There's no yeah. way. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so literally we, we, we have been going through this together. And I think radio people, we can really, uh, sympathize with one another because we, we, unfortunately, even looking at, at your career, um, or my career, either one, we both, my, I mean, I've been city to city, but you've been like station to station. Right. right. Um, so we kind of, unfortunately, I don't want to say that we're numb to it. It doesn't get any easier anytime right. you go through being let go. I mean, even though it's almost like a running joke that like, <laughs> it's going to come and it's going to happen. And like, you even know it. There is no retirement parties. I, there's not, a, that's not a thing in radio. There, there's radio reunions of all the people that have sure. been laid off and no longer working in radio. But there is no radio retirement parties. That's just not no. even a thing. No, it doesn't yeah. happen. It really yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah. So that's going to be what I want to talk to you about 35 minutes into this. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. This is so much about my Dude, life. You can't put on, you really can't put on two radio people. And we'll be here all day. This is what we do. We talk to you forever. Um, so we, my question to you, because you and I are in very different situations right now, but very similar. Right. You know, I am, uh, I'm out of work. Um, I, I am by myself. I can pick up and go to a different city tomorrow as, as can you, but your career has been so based in San Diego that you've got a lot of what they call market equity, right? Like this, right. your name is known, um, much more than mine is because you've been around for so long. Right. So, and so there's that. Gosh, I'm you old. have kids. You have two yes, kids. I do. Two two young kids, uh, eight-year-old and a six-year-old. And and you're married. So you have a uh -huh. lot more to consider than I right. I mean, literally right now, I can just whatever. <laughs> like, right. My, my life bounce. is in shambles. So why not just go go fuck it up a little bit more, right? Right. You and Kiki um, can just bounce. <laughs> <laughs> like, why not? But I I mean, what what do you want to do? Because I talked to Steph, you heard that interview talking about like chasing your dreams, right? Yes, yes, yes. And Steph is also in a different predicament because she's 25, 26, 27. She's young twenties, you know, mid twenties, right. you know, I'm, I'm 36, you're young forties. Right. What? Like we're in a different category, you know? And like, we have stuff, right? Like, I got a house I got to worry about now. I don't have a wife anymore, but I mean, I got, I got cars. Right. Um, so what do you, what do you do? I'll yeah, ask that, you the same question about like, you know, chasing your dream. Like, do you want to get back into the, the radio industry, even though you know it can be so cruel sometimes? You know, I think if the opportunity opened up to me, yes, I would totally be up for doing it all over again, knowing the outcome will probably be really grim. Um, <laughs> but, but the fact is, I've been doing it for so long and just like, you know, just like I said earlier, like just making people smile and you can use the power of radio. I mean, you did it on this podcast. You, you know, mm. you raised all this money, um, just by sharing stories and, and saying, Hey, these people need help and let's help them. And you, you basically were the leader of organizing groups of people together to, for a greater good. That's what I feel like radio 
right. really ultimately is all about is, I mean, we, we did AJ's kids crane for 19 years or however long we did it. And just seeing the community rally together and you being the person that gathered all these people together, like that's cool. And so for me, if the sure. opportunity opens up, yeah, totally down to do it again. Um, yeah, the whole like leaving my family. I mean, at this point, I have talked to my wife since the the layoff and she supports me, whatever I want to do. And if, right. you know, the East Coast was like, hey, we need somebody to come over here. I would totally be down. I would consider it. Um, obviously, it would probably be a longer consideration because of the fact that I have sure. a lot more tied down here. But it would be right. something I would definitely do or, you know, like how I got into this business, whatever happens, happens. I, uh, right place at the right time. I feel like, you know, I've left myself like my legacy here in San Diego. Sure. If I don't end up back in radio, like to be honest, channel 933, I think hit the map in San Diego in about 2001, 2002. And I was a big part right. of that. So, sure. so if I never come back in radio, I know that I will do something big, whether even shoot, if I end up at Walmart as a greeter, cool. I, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm making somebody laugh and smile on the way into the store. Like to me, it's not it. Ideally I would like to do radio, but it's not about the job, so to speak. It's about what you can do as a person to affect other people. If that makes sense. So how are you handling this whole situation now? Because, uh, your wife is still working, but right. without having the income, I mean, everyone, I'm kind of talking to everybody about this because it, everyone's struggling in one way or another. And right. so how are, are you, and you're always so positive. Um, you know, me, well, I'm over you. here, I'm over here, like with a dark cloud over my head. Um, <laughs> you, you are, you are like the cute Eeyore. <laughs> Um, well, you know, what's funny is uh, luckily this time around, second time around, I saved a little bit more. So I, I do have sure. that. I, I'm, I'm Catholic. Um, I, I definitely pray a lot. I'm very spiritual in that sense. And, and I mm -hmm. always try to look at the, the best, like, like there's, there's reasons why things happen. There's a reason why COVID sure. happened and there's a reason why we're all staying home. Uh, right. what we can hate the reason, but it is what it is. And so for my philosophy is just, I always have to look for the bright side because it's just too much time and energy to be so negative. Like I get, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to grieve, but after a while, it's just so tiring. I feel like being happier yeah. is so much more enjoyable for like your inner peace and your, your soul than to be so depressed. If that makes sense. That's what I've always appreciated about you. And you and my mom are cut from the same cloth of like, you uh -huh. can always see the positives. And I, that's a huge uh, compliment to an, say I'm like your mother. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That's like, she's like perfection right there. <laughs> You're a good dude, man. Like you, you, I've always appreciated you. You're always very welcoming. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. I found out about you before you even came to this market. Do you know that? I Did know I this story. That? And I'm going to tell it on Monday, actually. Oh, but oh, you want, okay. do you want? But do you want to get into it now? Because I think it, it could actually be a good segue uh, into. I do a segment called Monday Cheese May, and uh, a lot of questions that have come from Phoenix have been, "Whatever happened to me and my old co-host Nina?" Nina, yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I, I'm guessing that's a story you're going to tell. Okay, so Gina and I went got an opportunity to go to the the radio remotes for the Grammys, and mm -hmm. sitting behind me was your old co-host Nina D. So Gina was looking for her new co-host because Frankie moved mm -hmm. 
and we heard about this guy named Kramer and she reached out to me, Nina D reached out to me on Twitter. She did not have any nice words to say about you. <laughs> she like, to be honest, to be perfectly blunt, she, you know, she was I, like, I, you know, pretty much at this point, I like washed my hands of her. Um, because I was so, this felt so unnecessary to me. Um, and, Again, and I'll tell the story fully on Monday about how everything kind of like fell into place and dominoes went down and where I started seeing it go bad. But this to me felt so unnecessary. So she actually reached out to you. She reached out to me. This was uh, December 8th. I'm looking at my old tweets. December wow. 8th, 2015. Uh, she okay. goes, you need my number. Oh, I probably called her. So she gave me her phone number. And I said, so they announced that you were coming to Channel 933. And she said, yep, LOL. And she said, um, "How? like, who is he? What's his, what's his story? I don't really speak to him anymore. He's an asshole. <laughs> and I said, oh, oh, so he isn't on your show anymore? Like, when did he leave you? Nope, he left me two weeks ago, I think. You were a jerk. You kind of were wanting to get out of that station anyways. I guess you didn't you weren't feeling up to being there. And right. you didn't you and her just didn't get along. And so <laughs> she was like, you were like, I'm leaving. Bye. Peace. Um truth. Um uh, you know what? Actually, this is a great tease. Okay. This is a great I hope tease. I didn't, like, so this is what it. I'm gonna do. Okay. No, no, no. You know what we'll do? Okay. Here's here's the beauty of the podcast is I'm going to stop this part right here. And then Monday, okay. I'll come back and we'll like, because we've already been going for 45 minutes. <laughs> Monday, we'll pick up here and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you the full story of what happened with Nina. Okay. Okay. Me or the, okay. the people okay. listening? Well, I, this is... <laughs> You gotta use a little radio <laughs> magic us, right uh, now. Okay, no, oh, yeah, yeah, keep radio. going. Yeah, geez, this is a tease. This is a radio tease. Sorry, sorry, it's guys. A tease, radio tease. Man. Monday. You gotta listen in on Monday. <laughs> right. So we'll do Monday cheese May on Monday. That's like our gossipy stories, right? And what I did to make my co-host, my old co-host, doesn't even talk to me anymore, think that I'm a huge asshole. But am I? Okay. We'll leave you with that. Happy Friday. Thank you for listening. It was our survive show. Right. We got through it. That's it. It's so late. But uh, I'll see you back here on Monday. All right? Have a great weekend. Okay. That's it for today. Thanks for listening to my son's podcast, Certified Mama's Boy. Be sure to review and subscribe and tell your friends. Love you forever. 